This is the EWN Podcast Network. If you have a budget especially, if you just start taking out certain things and changing a few things, they can actually then see at the end of the year what will that mean in their bank account. Especially for people who feel they are spending hours, they're getting great sales, they're feeling they're putting in 110%, but they get to the end of the year and they go, why doesn't my bank account reflect it? And it's the expenses they haven't got under control. And until they're really wanting to get that under control, the bank account will never be at what they want. No matter how many sales you have, if all of it's been taken up with expenses, you're not going to end up with any profit, which is what your bank account reflects each year. It's Lift As We Climb, a show that shares secrets about growing your business from the eWomen Network Premier Success Coaches and outstanding members from all around the world. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach and your host of the show. On today's show, we're talking dollars and cents with a down-under flair from the Aussie bookkeeper herself, Julie Callahan. And I'll share a little bit behind the scenes about building a new product and how you got to keep your head right to make sure it's successful. Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The Expressory, your relationship-building concierge. Cultivating sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. And the LinkedIn lifestyle, secrets and strategies to be a LinkedIn star. When do you know it's a risk and when do you think it's a stupid decision? Sometimes, I guess, a risk turns into a stupid decision. If your business is like mine, there are periods where you think, okay, here we go. It's time to scale. Woo! So you invest in marketing, you plan more, you outsource some tasks, and then all the bills come in. That period between where you spend a bunch to invest in your growth and the revenue that you're expecting, that period, that desert, That seemingly six-month week, (laughs) is that the longest time of your life? As one of my core offerings as the Idea Coach, I've built a community for driven small business owners called the Idea Collective. This group is gathering online in a private social media page to work together, collaborate, and grow our businesses. We're meeting for workshops several times a week and using our collective contacts and areas of expertise to build a virtual office that allows solopreneurs and small business owners to treat each other as coworkers and teammates. The group launched on June 1st, and it's been a labor of love, and it's had plenty of investment on my part, both in time and in cash. It's one of those moments where I have to practice what I preach about chasing your vision, listening to your customers, and working hard to offer benefits that they want. Those are really the keys to success. Seeing the vision, doing the work to make it come to life, but listening to your customers and wanting to deliver the benefits they need. If you do those things over time, you're going to be successful. If you're in the same boat where you're launching a new product or altering your service to better fit the situation we're in, don't give up. And maybe I'm kind of saying this out loud to myself as well. (laughs) Don't give up. And if you need someone to lean on for a pep talk or support, feel free to book that free 30-minute eWomen Network Premier Success Coaching Session. I'm here to help. and perhaps you'd help me too. So fingers crossed on the new Idea Collective group. And if you're looking for more support, connectivity, and creative inspiration, check out the group. I'll drop the contact information in the show notes. Another deep thought. Do you believe the universe is ever sending you signals? Like when you buy a red car and all you see are red cars. You know, something like that. 
Well, for the last month, I've been surrounded by brilliant bookkeepers and financial folks, and everybody's saying the same thing. You need to pay attention to your numbers. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And after this discussion with Julie Callahan, the Aussie bookkeeper, I think I might finally take action. Julie, welcome to the show. When's the right time for small business owners to start thinking about their bookkeeping? I would recommend that people start thinking of a bookkeeper as soon as they start their business, especially if they're not very strong in that area of their business and it's something they don't want to do, don't understand very well and don't like. Because I feel that once they get a handle of that, especially if they're not so busy with the business, when the business gets crazy, they still have an understanding of it They can give it to a bookkeeper, but still sort of know what they're looking for in their numbers. Is it okay if we think about that though? Like kind of like going to the doctor of all the fun stuff of launching a business. Like I don't want to think about the bookkeeping, but you kind of have to do it, don't you? Yeah. (laughs) For any business to actually survive in the long term, if they have no idea what's going on with their income and expenses and their cash flow, especially, they will not survive. That's why a lot of businesses fail within the first five years is cash flow issues. So what percentage of people do you think actually stop to think about bookkeeping when they start? Is it half the people, more than half? What would you think from your experience? Maybe 10%. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, and I don't know that as a fact, but I do know that most people, if they don't like the figures, they'll just put that to the side and go chase their dream. And I mean, that's what you want to do. You want to chase your dream. But unfortunately, that will only survive so long. At some stage, you've got to address the book side of it. And the sooner you do it, especially if your business is sort of got to a stall point or you're just not getting any traction, having your books in order, having some numbers can help you really delve down into what's going on in your business, where your weaknesses and strengths are. And it gives you numbers to focus on. So you can set, go out there and get the sales to reach that goal and then slowly build it so that you end up with what you want in the bank. Well, I want money in the bank. That'd be great. Yeah. (laughs) I like that part. Can you do that for us, Julie? That's great. So tell us about your service. So like as a bookkeeper, it's not just balancing the ledger, right? You do more than that? Yeah, I think my business is a little different. I offer bookkeeping services to clients on a weekly basis. So the very small businesses usually maybe be able to get someone to do it monthly or quarterly, but I see there's real value in having the books up to date and current. And so I offer weekly bookkeeping services or if people have a love for their books and they're at a point where they want to go from Excel into something a bit more automated, then I help educate them on how to use QuickBooks Online. And that builds their confidence and makes it less of a daily task. Do you find that people that are apprehensive about the money when they learn how to use it, it doesn't become as much of a thing as it was when you first started talking to them? Absolutely. And I think people have a lot of issues with doing something they don't really understand. It's not just bookkeeping. It's like anything. If you're not a social media person or if you're not a sales person, It's the fear that stops us from going forward and I try and take that away. I like help them along the process and spend as much time as they need understanding what they're trying to do and then slowly there's less and less interaction until they're like launched 
fully and they have that grasp that you didn't have before. What about someone that's already out there? Like they're part of that 90% that doesn't come to you before they start. And maybe they're a year in and it's tax time maybe, or maybe it's in their second year and they just know that, all right, this has gotten out of control. Please help. I'm sure you've seen people come in with folders full of receipts and they're just a mess. So like if you're in that situation, you're not alone, right? Correct. I would say that probably 60 to 70% of my clients are in that position where they, for years and years and years, or the last couple of years, it's always tax time that they tell themselves, next year, (laughs) we're all organized, I'm not going to do this. (laughs) And the next year comes around. So I usually get them at that panic point of that they've just said to themselves, enough's enough. And then we bring the books up to date and then either I take it over so they don't have to even think about it Some people, once they get the hang of it, quite like it. Then I just coach them through so that each week, sit down for an hour and they get into that habit updating their book every week. So it never becomes too much. It never gets out of control. And they really have a good idea of what they're spending, how much money is coming in. And I also talk to them about what information they want out of their system because QuickBooks Online is an information system, a very powerful information system. And once people start to understand it, then they have so much more that they can bring to their business. And you take people through a journey. You'll start with a three-month program, but you look at their business growth as a partner, right? You're not just someone that balances their books. Can you talk to us about how you see yourself as a partner for someone? Sure. I tend to listen to what the person is trying to achieve immediately because I find that's the best way place to start. And then as they go along and we meet that goal, then we talk more about budgets. I feel there's a massive segment of new entrepreneurs that don't use a budget. Maybe they think they're way too small for a budget. But then I encourage them to start using a budget to really, again, hone in on what's happening in your business, especially if you're wanting to expand and you might have like four or five different products that you sell, knowing how each one's going or how much each one's actually costing is very valuable for decision-making. Do I keep it? Do I try and advertise more heavily in this one? Am I getting a good response? If I'm not getting a good response, is it really worth my time running this program? It's information. Basically, People think of it as something to give to their accountant, but in reality, it's a massive information system that can provide so much information at a click of a button. Once you put the information in, you just push a button, you can run reports, you can really dissect how your business is doing. We're off to a great start with Julie talking about money and money flow, but we need to learn a few of those money habits she keeps talking about and get us started in the right direction. We'll ask Julie for a few pointers in just a moment. This episode of Lift As We Climb is sponsored by Cultivating Sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. I'm using Cultivating Sales to not only organize my clients and partners, I'm using it to manage this worldwide podcast. With this one program, I built and host the show's webpage where guests can apply, book their dates, and subscribe. It also manages the email communications and Lift As We Climb VIP text program. 
The One program has replaced so many other subscriptions, it practically pays for itself. Stay close to your customers with texts, emails, sales funnels, calendars, a course builder, and even a website builder. Get the secret discount just for Lift As We Climb listeners. Visit cultivatingsales.com slash lift to capture it. That's cultivatingsales.com slash lift. And the LinkedIn Lifestyle, the secret recipe to attract the right people and build authentic relationships on LinkedIn. Before I worked with the LinkedIn lady, my LinkedIn was a mess. Then she introduced me to the LinkedIn Lifestyle. And now I'm loaded with daily content ideas. My profile views are up and my engagement has improved. If you're trying to do business on LinkedIn, join me and lead the LinkedIn Lifestyle. Visit linkedinlifestyle.com slash star to get the free report, Five Fatal Flaws in Most LinkedIn Profiles. Watch your profile views and post performance soar with these tips. They work. Get the report now at linkedinlifestyle.com slash star. And The Expressory, your relationship building concierge. I just launched the Idea Collective for Small Business Owners and Jamie and the team at The Expressory are blowing my members' minds. When a new member signs up, The Expressory team is automatically alerted to send a personalized surprise welcome gift right to their doorstep. The members are so surprised that they talk about the group on social media and feel more connected to our mission. Right now, you have a cool opportunity to experience The Expressory for yourself for free. Simply text the word TEST to 414-240-1315. That's TEST to 414-240-1315. And you'll get a surprise mailing including various samples of their handmade cards right to your door. You'll love the experience and you'll want it for your business too. Try out the Expressory today. Julie, you said that money habits are what small business owners need to get back in control and do a good job with their cash. Now, come on, give us a tip or two so we can take action. I think a good thing is to really focus on expenses and look at what you're wanting to spend, especially in things like marketing or on apps, any sort of dues and subscriptions. People tend to, including myself, I will say this, will tend to See something, think, oh, I've got to get that, I've got to get that, without really thinking that it might only be $10 a month. But when you start having all these expenses that are $10 a month, you could end up at five, $600 a month pretty quickly. So I think it's very important for people to get into the habit of having a budget. You can adjust it, but at least have that budget. And then when that offer comes along, say, do I have it in my budget? And if I don't, is that more important than me reaching my end goal of X amount of dollars in my bank account? Okay. I feel really seen with you saying that because I've got more $15 subscription plans distributed all over the web right now because it looks like, oh, $9 a month. Sure, no problem. And you accept it. And then they just keep on growing and growing. And you think, just like you say, $9 a month isn't a big deal until you have 15 plans at $9 a month. And there you are. So can you wean your business owners off of those things? How do you teach them to say no to themselves? By telling them that if they cut back on the things that really aren't worth it or haven't bought any value, just by adjusting it, they can then see what, if you have a budget especially, if you just start taking out certain things and changing a few things, they can actually then see 
at the end of the year, what will that mean in their bank account? Especially for people who feel they are spending hours, they're getting great sales, they're filling, they're putting in 110%, but they get to the end of the year and they go, why doesn't my bank account reflect it? And most of the time, well, actually, if it's income they know about, it's the expenses they haven't got under control. And until they're really wanting to get that under control, the bank account will never be at what they want. No matter how many sales you have, if all of it's been taken up with expenses, you're not going to end up with any profit, which is what your bank account reflects each year. So I'm getting this vibe from talking with you. It is money habits. It is how you balance your books. But I would imagine if someone had an ongoing relationship with you, it would quickly turn into a coaching or almost psychologist kind of partnership where you're helping people make big decisions. Is that fair? Yeah. I really have a big interest in... If someone says that they want to end up with a positive cash flow at the end of the year, then that's what we work on. That's what we focus on. That's every time we meet up or talk, we look at the budget, we look at where we're at, and then we keep saying, okay, how can we do better? And especially if they're working with a business coach, They've got all the figures there they can give to the coach and then the coach can then say, okay, from this information, let's take this tax or let's take that tax. But I'm really there to give them that information and also just to educate them of how small changes can make a big change at the end of the year. You don't have to slash everything in half. You can just look at the things that really aren't working for you and get rid of them and then not keep buying more of them. So it's a habit, and that's why I like a weekly meet with someone because if you work on it a little bit by a little bit, I feel it's not overwhelming. And if you just change things a little bit each month, it can make a big difference at the end of the year. And I'm sure you'd pay for yourself easily. By the time you help someone think through some of these expenses that are leaking or the decisions they're making, that your fee would almost be... Oh, you'd find it no problem. Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, when people start to automate their systems, especially if they have it set up where they might be invoicing through one system, paying the bills through another, they might be doing payroll through another system, actually bringing that all into one system and integrating everything, they will save time, which is money, and they also will probably save money because it's all in the one thing, it's all connected and they can track things easily. So if anyone is dealing with accounts receivable, that's another big part of understanding what that is with cash flow, but also you're not actually paid until the money is sitting in the bank. You offer everyone a one hour ask me anything. So I'm curious, Thinking back on some of the ask me anything that you've done with people that are just curious and they want to know more, and that's a huge value, by the way. What are some of the common questions that people ask? Because I'm sure that some of them might be fun or interesting, that it might be something worth thinking about asking you as well. I find a lot of people talk about the frustration they're having or really what they're trying to achieve and they don't know how to get there. And most people that call are at that point where they're tired of doing what they've done in the past. So they're really interested in how can they be in a position where at the end of the tax 
here. They're not scrambling to put everything together and find all their receipts. They're, just, they're really asking for solutions, I guess. So I just find out what they want and then work with them so that we can achieve it. And I can tell you, my clients have been incredibly happy when they get to that tax year and they actually just send a report to their accountant. <laughs> I had a client that she had never, ever lodged her taxes on time. And so we got it together within the year. We had everything ready to go in January. And she <laughs> called her accountant and said, I need you to sit down. I've got everything ready for taxes. And she was just thrilled to bits. So thrilled. It was just such a relief. So that sort of spurs me on to help even more people that may be in the same position. Lower stress, easy at tax time, more money in our pocket, and a really nice person that's offering an hour free advice if you just call her. That sounds like a pretty good deal, Julie. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to help. That's my goal is to help just the very small entrepreneurs, the ones starting out, even if they're not ready, even if they don't feel that they're at a point where they need QuickBooks, having a conversation and understanding the importance and the value that you get is one of the most powerful systems out there for the price that you pay. And I'd want to say to your listeners that usually you can get it at a much cheaper rate if you contacted your accountant or if you've got a bookkeeper that you use they can usually get a percentage off what QuickBooks offers online. I think that's great. I love that. Is there anything we haven't covered that you want to cover? No. <laughs> if there's anyone out there that, that it's a bit, probably a bit late now to make the July 15th tax deadline, but if anyone's decided that 2020, at least they'll get their books in order if they get nothing else done, happy to have a conversation. So it's a no obligation free consultation. Again, ask me anything you want about your book. Mm -hmm. Any questions you have, any concerns, I'm all there for an hour. You can't beat that. Actionable information about a topic that many of us struggle with, plus a complete invitation for a free one-hour consultation. That's a win-win scenario. If you'd like to contact Julie and learn more about her services, her contact information is in the show notes. If you're enjoying the show, you need to hop in as a Lift As We Climb VIP. It's simple. Just text the word LIFT to 414-240-1315. That's LIFT to 414-240-1315. You'll get a reminder when new shows are released, and we also do some giveaways from time to time. Last thing, we're doing a guest call. If you have something that you'd like to share, I want to highlight members along with our Premier Success Coaches, Managing Directors, and VIPs. Visit liftasweclimbpodcast.com and you can apply to be on the show. Make sure to apply today before that list gets too long. It's liftasweclimbpodcast.com and apply today. This episode of Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The Expressory, your relationship building concierge, the LinkedIn lifestyle, secrets and strategies to be a LinkedIn star, and cultivating sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach and a premier success coach for the eWomen Network. Find out more about me at patmillerideacoach.com. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. This is the eWN Podcast Network.